Hey everyone, welcome back to the Winter Circle. I'm Derek. And I'm Cody. And this is going to be our last headline episode for the week, but it's an important one. Uh, another tragic set of circumstances. We're talking about Oxford, Michigan. I'm going to read a little bit here. A lot of this is from directly from the USA Today article if you want to check it out. Uh, we're going to talk about a school shooting that happened. Uh, it involved a 15-year-old student by the name of Ethan Crumley or Crumley. And he's accused of firing on his class uh, classmates at the school, killing four and injuring seven, which this has happened uh, Tuesday. Um, so basically, when you're seeing this Saturday, so less than a week ago, um, and apparently, according to the sheriffs, he fired uh, approximately 30 bullets um, during in the school. And this this Oxford area is approximately 35 miles from Detroit. Now, the victims involved, I'm going to say their names. We're going to say this idiot's name. We're going to obviously say theirs as well. Um, it's going to be Tate Mir. If I'm saying their name wrong, names wrong, I apologize. Uh, 16 years old. Uh, Hannah St. Juliana was 14. Madison Baldwin was 17. And Justin Schilling was 17. Uh, McDonald noted that um, she is a parent and would treat this case like these are her own children. So this is from the prosecutor. Um, so let's dive into this. And I think this is really the angle we're going to address this from because we can get into gun reform. We can get into mental health, but there's something that Cody and I talked about before that we both strongly agree with. So if you want to listen to the article or read the article, you should definitely do that. There's a lot out there, but this individual, first and foremost, clearly had some issues. He had been, there was videos that he had posted and deleted a while ago about creating his own Molotov cocktails. Um, allegedly from what I was seeing with my own eyes, he had a countdown on one of his social media profiles that was literally counting down until the shooting I saw an art, uh, a YouTube comment again. I'm just, this is what I saw. I don't know if it was Photoshopped, but it's from a very prominent YouTuber, a gun YouTuber where it's the gun that he, his father bought, but it's this person's reviewing it on YouTube, like their own version of it. And he wrote in the comments, this is the one that I'm going to use with a smiley face. Yeah. Uh, and there was some other stuff. He was constantly putting things out there that appear to be signs that he was planning this shooting. Um, very troubled kid. And the way this all went down, cause He's 15, right? His father had bought the gun four days earlier and clearly, however he secured it, did not secure it in a way where his son wouldn't be able to, you know, retrieve it. And and I can tell you this, from what I'm hearing, before we even get into it, the, uh, the DA's office themselves are currently charging, and I want to make sure I have it here, I believe it's four charges of murder, right? And then it's also a terrorism charge and there's some other charges as well for the people he shot but did not kill. And so and he's being tried as an adult, by the way. Mm -hmm. However, when there was a press conference done about this, the prosecutor said that she basically hasn't ruled out the fact that these parents, you know, parents need to start being held accountable for the firearms that they're purchasing. And then their children are going out there and committing these mass shootings. Mm -hmm. So my question to you, Cody, and obviously everyone watching or listening is, do you agree with this? Is this, a, this isn't going to solve all of these, but do we believe that one, these parents that own the firearm should be held accountable and maybe prosecuted to the same extent that the child's being prosecuted? And two, do we think this would make a difference as far as these shootings going forward? I mean, I, um, I don't think prosecuted to the same extent, but definitely prosecuted on a gross negligence. I don't know if that's something that they could be held accountable for, but this is, 
I I do 100% agree that the parents should be held to some responsibility uh, because of this. This is a 15 year old kid, and quite frankly, I hate to even say his name. I hate to even give him any like publicity because, uh, and like seeing the photos of this kid, like it just boils my blood. Like, uh, it's so frustrating. And the only thing I could turn to is one: this kid obviously any person that decides I'm going to grab a gun and I'm going to shoot other people. I don't care, you know, there was a lot of people saying like, oh, no, you normalize with the video games. Like there's a huge difference between video games and real life. Like if you are deciding to grab a gun and shoot somebody, you know the what what the outcome of that is going to be. You're mentally like not all there. Now, there, were there flags? Were there flags with this kid? Apparently the school called the parents in on Monday. And they called the parents really? in saying his behavior, his behavior was not acceptable in the school. The next day is, was the shooting. So like there is negligence on this parent. And I think that I, I do agree with you that that is why I think parents should be held responsible. The dad just got the gun. What it, what I, what I read was four days prior. Don't quote me on it, but that's what I read. He got it four days prior. This kid grabbed the gun yeah, that's what I'm and too. went to the school and shot up and killed four kids. It's absolutely disgusting. The parents should be held liable. And I'm just sick of seeing this because no parent should like, we're getting to it. Like parents shouldn't be worried about like, Oh, when is the next school shooting going to be? Is it going to be my kid's school? Like, there's no way to know. There's no way to know. It's there happening really all over the up. place. And yeah, it's they, my biggest fear. You have to, you have to start holding these young kids that are doing it. It like they need to be held liable, and and where they got the gun from needs to be also held liable. And if that's the father, the mother, the parents, if it's registered to them and they're not doing a good job of locking it up, they need to be held liable because you know. These families now that have are dealing with this tragedy and this terrorist act during the holidays. It's just disgusting that these are the stories that we're getting during the holiday season. I'm just so frustrated. I'm so over it. Yeah, I mean, I I I veer from you a little bit. My thing is, I think it's a case by case base. But if it's determined through an investigation that there was just pure negligence on the part of the family, where not only did they not have it secured correctly, but they were allowing the child to play with the gun and do certain things where like, it was kind of like, Hey, you know, it's fine. Just don't leave the house with it. If they, if that can be proven by photos, which it does look like he was taking multiple photos, having the gun in his pocket, things like that. I don't know if it was the same gun, but if that can be proven, I personally, you want to start making these families start be more responsible with their firearms. If they're going to have them charge them with the same crime that their kids being charged with. Mm -hmm. Watch how quick, parents of you know firearm owners change their practices as far as how they secure their guns and mm -hmm. how much they more they enforce the idea that like hey listen you know if god forbid something like that happened it's not on me that's on you know that's on my kid i definitely think we need to start making an example out of these parents because yes there's a lot of other things that can be talked about gun reform mental health awareness but at the end of the day if the gun is not accessible to the child more than likely it'll prevent it. In my opinion, I mean, a 15 year old, unless they're getting it through illegal means, it's going to be difficult for them to obtain a firearm, specifically a, a, a handgun, because in most states, I believe in all states, you can't obtain a handgun until you're 21. Yeah. Um, you can you can obtain a rifle at 18, but a handgun's 21. So I do think if, if it's proven that these parents were just completely just oblivious to what was going on, weren't properly securing the weapon the way it should be where the firearm is in one place in a locked safe and the ammunition is in another place, again, away from the child. If that's proven that they didn't do that, I think they should be charged with every single charge with maybe the exception of terrorism, because obviously mm -hmm. that's the intent of the person doing it. Right. But the gun, 
ultimately belongs to you. So maybe not both parents, but the registered owner of that firearm. Absolutely. And I'll tell you right now, some family members are going to, one, think twice about maybe getting a firearm. And two, if they do get one, making damn sure they pay the same amount for the safe that they're securing it with as they did for the gun. Because I see that all the time. They'll buy a $1,000 gun in a $50 safe mm-hmm. that can be opened with a with a paperclip. Yeah. You know, because they're just like, yeah, you know, it's, it's good like this. So I absolutely think they should be they should be held accountable. I hope they are. Because mm-hmm. I do think that is a big problem is the home itself. Yeah. The home that these kids are growing up in and what they're allowed to do in their home. And, you know, also, frankly, like, take away the fact that he had the gun, but like, what the hell is he doing in the house? Are you watching your kid? Are you seeing some of the things that he's doing? They're not normal. Some of the stuff we're seeing just on social media. Are you just, do you just not care? Yeah. Or are you just really oblivious to what's going on around you? I don't want to judge them in that way. I don't know what could be their excuse, but I think there's a lot to unpack here. And this case could set a precedent for cases going forward, which I think is long overdue. Yeah. I agree with you a hundred percent. This, the, I mean, do you, what was what was the gun that he used? I believe from what I'm seeing from the articles, it was a six hour nine millimeter. Um, probably held so a handgun. Yeah, a handgun probably held maybe 10, 15, 12, 15 rounds. Depends on the magazine capacity that it had. Um, but I was reading something where as well, where basically he went in there, um, came out of the bathroom with the gun in hand and was basically walking down the hallway how he was doing. He walked right up to him. So more details are definitely gonna come out. Um, and we're going to learn exactly what happened that day, but there's very little, um, doubt that this was premeditated. This was a planned attack. And just like a lot of these school shootings, the intent, they've been saying that he was bullied. That's that. I will say that they were saying that he was bullied and that's kind of how this came to be. But I truly believe that these individuals are just trying to be the biggest killers on the, you know, mm-hmm. in, in, in that news cycle so that. There. Their names go down in history because essentially they feel like they're not seen or heard and they want to do something where everybody, including you and I, are, you know, saying their name on a national TV show or on a podcast. And now there are names of killers like the Aurora. I'm not going to say their names right now because it'd be defeating the purpose of what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. But there's a lot of killers out there where you don't remember the victims, but you remember the shooters. And that's unfortunate, but it's a it's a it's an actual it's a reality. Yeah. I'm I'm so sick of this. And it's just like kids are getting killed by other kids. It's like, where does this end? And I'm not on the side. You know, I do think that people have the right to own firearms. I'm on that side. But I do think that people that are owning firearms, like these are deadly weapons that I think a lot of people almost like take for granted. Like you just have it out. Like you just bought this. You just have it out for this kid to take it into school. Something has to be done, and I do agree with you that once the parents are held liable, that's going to make a lot of parents around the country start being like, wait a minute, what do I have for my gun? I need to look into that. Let me get something definitely to make sure do. my gun is, is safe. So I, I think that's definitely I think it's going to happen. I think it's going to happen for sure, and I hope it does. And, and we will learn more. He was arraigned, uh, I believe, today. Um, he pled uh, not guilty, which is a common thing. Um, that's usually what they the their lawyer will tell them to do on the arraignment. It doesn't really hold any weight. What does that mean? So we will... Like, how do you plead not guilty? You know, because that's his defense, right? He's going to say he's not guilty. It might be not guilty. You know, I don't know if they're going to go with like an insanity plea or whatever, but I've never really, I, you know, I'm sure it's happened, but very rarely do they come in during the arraignment and say, oh yeah, I'm guilty. Because at that point, you know, (laughs) what do we need a trial for? But this will go to trial and I'm sure there's going to be an angle where it's like, this was some form of mental instability that caused this. And he's clearly not 
fit to, you know, um, go through this trial, whatever it may be, some, some poor excuse, but we'll, we'll stay up to date on it. And, you know, we'll keep you guys informed if anything breaking happens, especially if the parents are charged, if that happens, then that's obviously a, a big thing. So we will keep you up to date on it, let you know what happens. And again, can't say it enough. We're only a small podcast, but it's worth saying our, our thoughts and prayers are with everyone affected by this tragedy. It kind of sounds redundant at this point because we're always saying it. So it almost sounds like like it's an empty, you know, condolence, but we do mean it as a father. I mean, mm. I, this is like I said earlier in the podcast this is my worst fear. And Cody, I know you don't have kids, but you have common sense. Yeah, right. So exactly. it's like, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a tough like one. My man. sister it's a tough works one in a school. Like it's just, uh, it's frustrating. And you want to have kids. Yeah. Like this is the world you're bringing them into. Yeah. Like it's, <laughs> it's scary. Man. Shootings. Yeah. No, it's scary. It's scary. Add it to the list of things. Right. But anyways, we appreciate you guys checking us out, staying with us. Um, we will be back next week with a new recap, new headlines. And uh, hopefully we keep saying this, but hopefully there's a few, no, a few less stories like this and something a little bit lighter. So these headline episodes can be something that maybe we can be a little bit more happy about, especially around the holiday season. Cause this right now, we are just not not off to a good start as far as the holidays are concerned, but um, hopefully we get some positive news next week that we can kind of feed off of. Anything else from you, Cody? Nope. Right, guys, like, comment, subscribe on the video, please. We really appreciate it. If you're listening on audio, please leave a, a comment and uh, five stars if you enjoyed what you've heard so far. We really do appreciate it. We appreciate you joining us here on the Winner's Circle. We will see you next week. <laughs>